So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mayor's Pride Awards for 2022. It is lovely to be here presenting these awards in person. Last year was quite low-key. The year before that, it was just me by myself in a radio studio. So to be here with people is actually really lovely. We want to thank you all for coming along and being part of this. And just to give you an idea of what you can expect this evening, I'm going to introduce the Mayor, Councillor Ed Hill, who's going to say a few words before presenting the first award. We'll then enjoy what I'm sure will be a delicious meal before we then present the rest of the awards as tea and coffee is served. Now, the evening is going to end with a very special performance as well, something to look forward to with our final award presentation. So, without further ado, would you please welcome uh, to this very special evening, Councillor Edgar Hill, the Right Worshipful, the Mayor of St Albans City and District. Thank you, everybody, and good evening. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here and welcome such uh, privileged and uh, honoured guests. Um, you may have guessed, yes, I'm the mayor. The chain may have given it away. Uh, last time we were here, oh, just a week ago, I think it was, the, um, they had the blackout. So we were just about to sit down for dinner and, uh, and the lights went out and the cookers went off and, and we just went home for sandwiches. So hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully, um, it'll be a little bit more uh, exciting this evening. But uh, yes, welcome everybody. It's been two, two years, two years since uh, we've been able to do this formally. 2019 was the last time this was possible. We've all had uh, a very up and down uh, couple of years. So it's nice to see everybody in the same room and um, mixing without wearing face masks and, and, and all the other restrictions that we've had to deal with. I'd like to thank Morgan Sindel, uh, Mike especially. They've been incredibly supportive throughout my year and for sponsoring the evening this evening. Uh, we've had a number of functions, golf days, charity dues, and at every one of those, he's given it um, their all. They've, they've, had, uh, they've brought tables, given gifts. The golf day, they gave a fantastic golf bag which I was fortunate enough to win. <laughs> but but I, I, I bought some raffle tickets, they, they pulled the raffle ticket out, got the, got the golf bag, they said, oh, I need a golf bag. Sit down, you're not having it. Oh, okay, so I sat back down again, uh, pulled out the second raffle ticket, and I had the second raffle ticket as well. So, well, it was destined to be mine, so, uh, so I ended up with that. So uh, it's my privilege this evening, uh, I, I'm able to uh, nominate two awards personally, and I'm handing one out at the beginning of the evening and one at, at the end. Uh, the one at the, at the start of the evening is, is slightly more solemn, so we will uh, go into that in a moment. And then the one towards the end of the evening is a bit more, bit more fun. So uh, in November, uh, one of the functions I had, to, uh, had the privilege to attend was the uh, White Ribbon um, light, a, light a candle and put the thing on the clock tower, the, the, the emblem on the clock tower, uh, to, to celebrate um, uh, the charity that was dealing with uh, domestic abuse and, and helping people that, that, that are having problems at home and they're having problems with violence and what was going on there. So I tend to go to a lot of these things and, and 
you know, you go in and out the room and you, and, and you, do, you, you do listen and you do go on, but this particular evening really uh, struck a chord. And w we went to this little room and there were these pictures on show which um, weren't completed. And I thought, you know, what's this all about? And these actually represented women who had been um, victims of abuse and had been uh, uh, died in, in, the, in, the circum in those circumstances. And the young lady who um, painted these pictures uh, took a minute of her time for every year that each individual had been alive. And it was very poignant because you could see where this had stopped, where the picture had stopped and where this individual's life had stopped. It, very tragic and it stuck with me. So for that reason, um, I would like to um, nominate Holly Ring Rose for the Special Mayor's Award. And I would like um, whoever's coming up from, uh, we've had a few changes. Uh, uh, I haven't got my glasses. Uh, the, the community directors, from the, from the representatives from that charity, if they could come up, please, I would uh, be absolutely honoured to um, present you with uh, my special award. Thank you. First of all, I'd like to say I'm sorry for my speech-making skills. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Domestic Abuse Alliance, we deal with um, legal advice for people that need emergency orders. Um, so people that need things similar to restraining orders, but where the police can't act is where civil proceedings would act. Um, so 90% of the time, it's really, really hard to proceed with police matters because it's hard to get evidence of domestic abuse because it happens in the home. <laughs> Um, so that's where we would jump in and then we would do statements for people and then we connect them with a bunch of our law firms and we get them injunctions. And I think we've had about 3,000 referrals from Hertfordshire police in the past year. Um, and then from them people, we then have secured a bunch of injunctions for them um, to get them that help. So that's basically what we do. Um, that's, that's all I have to say for that. <laughs> All these awards are incredibly well deserved, but this is particularly poignant and moving. I saw those pictures, they blew me away. What does this award mean to you? And oh, to your clarity? Oh, it's amazing. I think that you know that domestic abuse, you would think sometimes that it's not happening near you, and it is. There's domestic abuse literally everywhere. Things, when I look at cases as well, you have a look at some of the roads that people are on because you need to get their address and things. And then the roads are so clear to you. Like, they're so near to you. And um, you just think it's so surprising. Um, so it really does happen anywhere. So I just think it's amazing that we can try and get injunctions for these people, especially when they don't want to proceed with criminal matters. They don't want, you know, these things going on the person's criminal record and they love these people. So I think it's really good that there is an option where you can go civilly and you don't have to get it on their criminal record. It's just something to say, stay away from me. Um, we like never that. know what goes on behind closed doors, but during the pandemic, there were a lot of closed doors. Mm. So you must have provided a lifeline to these people. Yeah, it was. there was a huge increase in the pandemic. I, Me personally, I started essentially when it started, the pandemic. So it was a huge increase in cases because we started I think about three years ago and so it was about a year before the pandemic started um, so obviously when we came onto it we'd had Cambridge and Hertfordshire police we've now increased that network we've got Cumbria and then we've got Idva workers things like that um, and the, the referrals from the Covid 
lockdown was huge. And um, even now, when I'm dealing with cases, there's still loads of cases from the coronavirus lockdown. Um, when I speak to them and I go through statements, they say, oh, it mainly started in March 2020 onwards. And that's what they all say, like, a lot of the time. So you know that it's the virus all that's the stress all the, like, staying in, yeah. What would this award mean to you going forward? Hopefully the pandemic is behind us, but the need is still there. What are the plans for the charity going forward? Well, we're hoping to expand. So we're already expanding in the north. We've got Hertfordshire, we've got Cambridgeshire. We're trying to expand a bit more as well. So I think we're just trying to get it out there that there is help for people um, to get injunctions. Um, for you know, If you don't want to go criminally, we can get injunctions, we can help you. If the police can't help you, we can help you. So that's it's just about expanding and getting the word out there that there are other options because people don't when you talk to these people they're like I have no idea what this water is and it's surprising because it really does oh sorry <laughs> it's really surprising because they do it, it can help you anything that you're experiencing coercive control you know physical abuse of any form it could be something small like a slight push or a shove things like that but and you've got a history of abuse behind you we can help you it's, it's fine well, reach out, people, because there are organisations out there. And congratulations, because you really deserve this. And have a great evening. Thank you. What I'd like to do is just tell you a little bit about how the nominations have been dealt with this evening. Because we've had over 75 individuals, projects and organisations with over 300 nominations in total. There are an average of eight nominations in each category and these have been narrowed down to three by our panel of judges. Now our judges are here with us this evening and they really do represent the great and the good of St Albans if you like. Now, drawn from different fields of areas of expertise, all of them have lots of opportunity to come in contact with members of the community. As well as that, the mayor and mayoresses, mayoress, have judged them themselves and have been part of the panel. Now, I'd just like to introduce you. Do we have Amita? Where's Amita? Amita, could you just stand up very quickly? So Amita is one of our judges. We're going to meet Amita later on. Um, Andreen McDonald, where's Andreen? Andreen? She's missing this evening. Ellie O'Mara from Radio Verulam. <laughs> Former award winner, Finn, pa Finn Pyle. Finn, up you get. Uh, Frida Challoner, CBE. Where's, where's Frida? There we are, Verulam. Is, is Michael with us from Morgan Sindel? There we go, Michael. Thank you for the sweeties. Good stuff. And Stephen Cracker as well. We have Stephen? Steve's not with us this evening. And also, we were, it was wonderful to get the views of the Daylight Club on our nominees as well. Now, the Daylight Club is a social club for adults with various disabilities, led by Salapi uh, Golbekian. And um, where's Salapi? She's with us as well this evening. <laughs> Salpi, Salpi, sorry. And the Daylight Club and the judges have put in loads of time for their hard work and really judging this evening. It's been a wonderful job. And Liz, who has coordinated the awards, told me that the discussions... <laughs> 
were really, really serious. It, it was very lengthy and very serious, and each judge brought their own unique stance to this. Now, what we'd like to do, the scores in many of the categories were incredibly close, and I went, when I went around the tables, I said, everyone here is a winner. And it's really important that we are celebrating all the wonderful things that you have all done. And as I said, when it's the time for you to come forward, we'd like you all to stand in front of the stage and the mayor will open the golden envelope and announce the winners. Now, we also have my colleagues from Radio Verulam who are here with us this evening. And after you have received your award, we'd like to take the winners outside, so to speak, and get a little interview from you which will be put into a radio programme that will go out on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. And we really look forward to hearing your stories and you telling us a little bit about what you've done. It would be fantastic. We will let you know when that show will go out. Anyway, listen, without further ado, let's move on. And we're going to start with the Cultural Innovation Award. Now, this award is for a person or a group or a project that has contributed to the arts, culture or sport, inspired creativity or simply made St Albans District a better place to live. Now, the finalists are Caravan Sorani, Liana's Wish and St Albans Rainbow Trails. Now, Caravan Sarani was founded by local businesswoman Rahana Ahmed, and this was the very first multicultural market here in St Albans. Rahana put on the market over the summer months without taking any payment. She mentored the startups using her own business knowledge, giving them confidence really to share their home businesses. Now, Liana's Wish, this was an organisation started by a St Albans local, Shelley Hales, to support minority communities in St Albans. Liana's Wish works to share the heritage and culture of the local Windrush generation communities. And we also have the St Albans Rainbow Trails. And the St Albans Rainbow Trail was devised by Preet Cox with a deceptively simple premise. Children create art around the theme, display the art in the windows of their homes for others to enjoy. So thank you, everyone. Uh, the um, winner of the Cultural Innovation Award is St Albans Rainbow Trails. Right, if you could all come out. Congratulations. Thank you. Children's mental health is one thing that perhaps wasn't to the forefront during the pandemic. What you've achieved is amazing. Tell us a bit more about it. Yes, so I wanted to try and create something where children and families had a central focus during the pandemic, where they were isolated at home. Um, it was rainbows in the beginning, and then every week I wanted to try and bring a community focus through local charities, local causes, and have an art spin or a creative spin with a trail. So it was either a, a, a competition or fundraising or raising awareness for a local um, cause or, or community group. So during the two years that I've been doing these, these trails and um, window displays um, and initiatives, I think we've done... I've, organised about 26 or 27 of these um, weekly initiatives. Um, I've been able to meet so many amazing people in the community, but for me, I really wanted to make a difference with children and families and art. And I think with the mental health aspect, 
the feedback which I, I received was that it was a real positive impact on families' mental health and well-being to be able to go out and have a walk and have a look at the... It became sort of like mini-campaigns for different causes and charities, but whilst people were going out for walks, they were also admiring other people's art and, and um, posters and messages. So it's just been really lovely to see the impact that it's had on, on families to be honest I didn't think it was going to be as big as it, it, it actually became at the end. I was about to say that because I and many others found that in, so inspiring and uplifting in such a difficult time to see that so it's absolutely an amazing achievement and it lifts people's hearts when they most needed it and amazing what it did for the children. What's next? What's this award going to take you to Right, so I'm currently setting up as an entity so that I can work a little bit more um, with the, the council and um, try and get some more funding to help with bigger sort of plans I have with workshops. Um, I'd like to do, to do more outdoor displays around maybe the high street um, and become a bit more collaborative with other um, organisations and charities as well. At the moment, it was all window displays. We did do a, a Diwali, I organised a Diwali exhibition, which was the first exhibition held at St Albans Museum and Gallery. And I absolutely loved doing it, and I also held a workshop for children, and I think that's, that's kind of my, my pathway. I, I want to carry on inspiring um, families and, and the local community to um, create um, and inspire one another and connect. Those are my three sort of points. I want to carry on bringing people together through art, um, but especially children and families. That's kind of my, my thing, I guess. <laughs> well, this is what we all want to see. Good luck Thank and congratulations. You. Thank you. So our next award this evening is for the Young Person of Distinction. And this award is for an exceptional child or young person who deserves recognition for their talent, positivity, energy or strength of character. It was particularly hard for the judges to choose a winner in this. And I know you're going to agree when I tell you about all three of the young people here tonight. They all sound absolutely exceptional. The finalists are, and if they could come forward, please, Amy Stannard, Molly Turner, and Nabrisa Badu. If you could come forward, please. Now, we'll start things off with Amy, and Amy volunteers at the Riding School for the Disabled, a charity that allows children to ride horses with the aim of improving flexibility, balance, and muscle strength, as well as building confidence and communication skills. Amy's also been involved with Girl Guiding since she was five, and she's been awarded many badges, including the Commonwealth Award, which involved many tasks, including notching up over 20 hours of community service. Now, Molly was diagnosed with a very rare lifelong and chronic muscle wasting disease in 2018 at Great Ormond Street Hospital. Life is very hard for her on a daily basis, and she lives in constant pain. And she splits her time between Stags and Great Ormond Street, constantly undergoing various tests. Now, despite these battles... Molly's always looking at how she can help others and she has a way of noticing when someone or others need help and she's always the first to ask, what can I do? Now, Nabrisa Badu joined 
Sandringham School in September 2020 and immediately took up a key student leadership role um, position on the leadership team, becoming the leader of equality and diversity. And she's made a huge impact on this aspect of the school. She's led assemblies and set themes for whole school assemblies. As head girl, she's organized a range of initiatives initiatives to improve school life for younger students. She's contributed to the campaigns for Hearts Young Homeless and led young enterprise teams of 23 students in the last year. So the winner of the award for Young Person of Distinction is Nabrissa Badu. Well, congratulations. I've actually been sitting next to your parents and I knew and I've heard all about the amount of time you put into this. So what is it that gripped you? What has made you do this? It's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so honoured to have won this award. I think there's millions of young people across the globe who are deserving of awards like these. Um, I think, especially in light of the last two years, young people have had to step up. Um, there's been a lack of direction, there's been challenges in their way, and I think the best thing that young people could have done is get involved in their communities, and that's what I tried to do. Um, so I tried to get really involved in my school community, um, at Sandringham School, and um, through the Equality and Diversity team, through just in-school initiatives, um, because all you can do, really, is try and make a difference in the worlds of craziness and things that you can't control. All you can really do is try and make a difference, and that's what I've tried to do. Well, you are a real inspiration. Thank you. And you have this award, which is incredibly well-deserved. What are you going to do with it? I know someone like you is not going to rest on their laurels. You're just 18. What does this mean to you? It means so much, and I hope I'll be able to take this award and um, use it as inspiration so I can continue and go and impact other communities. For example, when I go into university, hopefully I'll be able to make a, a great impact when I uh, get that to that community as well. So I'm going to enjoy the, the buzz of, of winning the award and then try and move on and, and also make an impact elsewhere. Well, enjoy it. I'm sure people are going to hear a lot about you and you have a big impact to make. Well done. Thank you very much. And our next award is for the Community Orientated Business of the Year. Now, this is a business in the St Albans District that works with the public or local organisations to benefit the community. And the finalists, if they come, could come forward, please, are Corker Cars, Little Nightingales Children's Day Nursery and Lushman's Sustainable Kitchen. If you could come forward, please. <laughs> Unfortunately, Lushman's are unable to be with us this evening. But we'll tell you about Corker Cars because um, it's an incredible example of a business that integrates charitable and community work into the core of its business plan. It's been offering free taxi travel for elderly people to get their COVID vaccinations and organises a free annual outing for the elderly and disabled local residents. Little Nightingale's Children's Day Nursery was described by one nominator as being at the heart of the community, always visible, supporting local events and providing a home for home and caring and a caring environment for children. Now, Lushman's, they, for the last 20 years, have built a really trusted restaurant brand in St Albans, delivering exceptional food with excellent service. And they've got this ethos around sustainability. The restaurant is also passionate about working with local charities. The restaurant was able to donate £2,000 by pledging to donate every time that Lushman's to-go service made a home delivery. 
So this evening, the winner of the Community Orientated Business of the Year Award is Corker Cars. Well done. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank, you. Thank you. So how do you feel about winning this award? Oh, it's amazing. Thank you. Honestly, it's the first time we've been nominated for anything like this, and it's absolutely brilliant. So this is, this is a taxi company. Yes. And in challenging circumstances, then and now, yes. with the fuel prices going up, uh, not much work around. What inspired you to put yourself out there like that? Well, we, 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 the, all three of us, the, 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 the owners, have been St. Albans, uh, grown up in St. Albans. So therefore, we've always worked with people. And even though it, during COVID, it was really hard for us to survive, we actually managed to get through it. And we offered, like, even a free cab to the, the local residents, the elderly, to, to get taken to COVID. And we survived. Even though food prices are going up, the, the work, the business is coming back. Mm. It's coming back now. So, you know, we're actually struggling to, to get drivers. That's how much work's wow. going on, honestly. People don't forget <clears throat> when someone has been done a good turn, but you took all of those risks, and when a lot of people were hiding away, you and your driving team got out there and looked after the vulnerable in our community. And that's what we're here for as well. We're not just here to, as, as the business, as the taxi drivers, we're here to help the local community, the elderly, the people in need. Uh, and we're hoping to planning another trip either for the elderly or children uh, with the, like, special need children as well. That's what we're planning at the moment, working on that. So is that what's next for you? Yes, hopefully, that's, yeah, summertime. Well, long may that continue, and you deserve every success in your company, because I know it's really challenging in that business. Thank you very much. All right, Thank good you. luck. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. We're moving on now to Environmental Champion of the Year. Now, this award is for a group or individual showing initiative or commitment to improving the environment locally. And our finalists, if they could come out, are Alex Nottage, Ian Burnett, and Kate Bretherton. Alex is an inspiring teacher at St Albans Girls School who, because of her enthusiasm for all things environmental, has inspired her students to improve the school's carbon footprint. She promotes sustainability, participating in the Sustainable St Albans Festival every year, as well as teaching lessons about fair trade and providing a stall each February for Fair Trade Fortnight. Ian set up a local volunteer group within the village of London Colney to encourage residents to join together and help keep the village litter free. He organised litter pickers and bags to be distributed to group members from the community. As well as being a committed litter picker himself, he's inspired countless others to get involved too, providing bags and grabbers. Kate created and spearheaded the Remarkable World of Trees project, including an exhibition at the St Albans Museum and Gallery, talks and walks across the city, and a variety of other activities. Kate is passionate about the environment, and everything she does is focused on improving our surroundings and helping the natural world. So all three of these individuals are very worthy nominees. However, I did have uh, some first-hand experience with this particular individual, and the winner of the Environmental Champion of the Year is Ian Burnett. Hello, Ian. Congratulations on your award. Thank you. An environmental award. 
And I can see from my notes it's about picking up your litter in London Coney. It is indeed, yes. Now, how on earth have you managed to inspire people to join you on this crusade? Well, it was mainly around uh, 2020 I challenged myself to do uh, a litter pick of a day. Mm-hmm. and literally pick up a bag of rubbish every, time, every day for the year. And um, lockdown came along and I basically thought, People aren't getting out doing anything, so I thought, let's get a group together where people can go out and do something to help the environment. And it was, get out of the house, pick, get some rubbish, pick it up off the street, because there's so much of it there. And that's what I've done. I started to set up a Facebook group, got people involved, got the litter pickers off the council, the bags off the council, and people just got out there and picked up the litter of London Coney. And um, it's, it's, it's just gone on from there. I now do um, monthly groups where we go out once a month, hit hotspot areas... And we just done a litter pick last weekend where actually the mayor of St Albans was with us uh, in London Coney and we, uh, we picked up uh, over 100 bags of litter. We had 100 people come out um, and the London Coney Parish Council provided the equipment and we just, just hit the streets and got, got the litter picked up. I remember in the lockdown, because it was such a warm summer and everybody had been crammed in, people were going out and there was a lot of mess. So that is amazing that you went and did this. But what's good, I mean, I've noticed London Coney improve and become much more of a pretty village. It's great that you're doing this, so long may you continue, yeah? Absolutely, and that's the thing. My, my, I'm a scout leader as well, and my next challenge is to get every single scout group in St Albans District involved. I've, um, I've just secured a deal where I'm going to get 400 litter pickers um, from a, a company uh, and funded and stuff, where we're now going to get each of the groups to get 25 litter pickers and they go out on a set day and we're now going to do a, a set day where the St Albans Scout groups will go out and litter pick and do a mass clean-up. And Viola and St Albans District Council will go, come along and collect the litter afterwards. So that's all good. Well, you're an inspiration. Good luck with this award, you deserve it. Well done, Ian. Thank you very much. We move on now to the Volunteer of the Year Award. Now, excuse me, a volunteer is someone who's gone the extra mile or given many years of service to an organisation. Or it could be an organisation that delivers outstanding service to the community, primarily using volunteers. Could our finalists please come forward? Iris Lynch... Nigel Rump and Sharon Linney. Now, Iris has been involved with running the Magpie Club for people with special needs since it launched back in 1967, and she's now the chair of the club. She organises trips and activities for the group and gives so much time and energy. Nigel has helped run Sandridge Rovers Football Club for over 40 years doing anything and everything that keeps a club going. He marks the pitches, washes the kit, makes the tea, and oversees everything that needs to be done, even refereeing when needed. Sharon volunteers regularly for numerous causes in the district, such as the St Albans Rainbow Trails, but she's also behind the St Albans Action for Homeless Charity. She's, she also regularly helps people she meets in daily life. According to the, one of the people who nominated her, Sharon recently helped a young mother find shelter, clothes and food and is described as having a heart of gold. And I will reiterate that wholeheartedly. So the uh, winner of the Volunteer Award is Iris Lynch. 
Well, hello, Iris. Hello. Hello. Congratulations. I can see that you've been involved in taking care of people with special needs since 1967. Mm-hmm. And you've up. won this award. How does that feel to oh, be honoured for I'm shaky, years? very, very shaky. That's OK. I think everybody, you know, it's very emotional. Very. I didn't expect it. That's sleepy. Um, all I can say is, like, all the years that I've been with Magpie, um, it, it's, it's such an inspiration to be with people like that, and it's such a joy to be with them. It's been my life, you know. And... Um, I was there in 1967 when it started. I'm still there. (laughs) Well, that really says a lot about you and your commitment to your community. What's next for you? You've already had a a sterling, long time looking after the magpies. What's next? To carry on doing what I'm doing. And until I cannot (laughs) carry on, really. I just love it so much. Is there any way this award can help you? Sorry. Will this award help you or further your cause? Hopefully, hopefully, because um, we are just so we are all you know volunteers, and um, you know um, we would like actually we need more helpers. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm hoping that will help us to to carry on our club and do what we're doing. (laughs) You know. So listen up, everybody. Follow the example of these wonderful people we've been hearing from, and well done, Iris. Thank you. So we now move on to the Inclusive Communities Award. This is an award that's given to an individual, group or project that unites people of different backgrounds and abilities. Could the finalists please come forward? We have Joanne Lynn, Solpi Gulbekin. I've got, have I got that right? Oh, getting closer, sorry. And the St Albans Rainbow Trail. Could you come forward, please? Can we give a round of applause? Thank you. Just two of you. Okay. So Joanne suggested, organised and curated the Lockdown Life exhibition at St Albans Museum and Gallery, bringing together community groups across St Albans, including faith groups, hobbies, youth groups and groups with additional needs. She worked to include everyone who wanted to tell their lockdown story and did so in an interesting and accessible way. Solpi's commitment to keeping in touch with so many people has been the glue which had helped so many people through the last two years of pandemic. Without her drive and commitment, things could have been a lot worse for so many. When in-person activities were not possible, she arranged Zoom discos, quizzes, art workshops and loads of other activities to hold groups together. Now, we've already met the St Albans Rainbow Trail founder, Prit Cox. Prit has organised numerous creative initiatives and inclusivity is at the heart of her projects. She organised the Eid Moonwalk Window Trail, an Easter display in St Albans Cathedral, a Black History Month creative competition, and the first district-wide initiative celebrating Diwali, as well as a community art project with local schools and families for a Diwali installation at St Albans Museum and Gallery. The winner of the Inclusive Communities Award, Joanne Ling. Um, Unfortunately, Joanne's not with us this evening, but we will pass on that award to her.
We move on to the Community Project of the Year. So this is a project undertaken by an organisation or an individual that has identified and met a local need. If the finalists could come forward, please. We have Passport to Leisure, the St Albans Post Boxes, and the St Albans Optimists. If you could come forward, please. We'll start with Passport to Leisure. This is all about a group that really supports a large group of young adults with learning disabilities. They organise weekly and daily events, including cinema and theatre trips, and they work with their families as well. It's a very varied and stimulating programme. The St Albans Postbox Project, well, this was organised this year by Jenny Smith. It involved over 50 participants from around the district, making it a truly community-wide initiative. The clever and colourful knitted and crocheted postbox toppers placed around the district for the month of December gave the whole community an enormous amount of pleasure and raised a staggering £30,000 for Youth Talk and advanced charities. The St Albans Seroptimists undertook Orange the World campaign in between November to her 25th and December the 16th, 2021, to draw attention to the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. Building on the success of the previous year's campaign, they sought and achieved the support of councillors, businesses, schools, and caused many buildings to be lit up orange to show support and to raise awareness. Again, all very worthy winners, uh, but Youth Talk, a, a charity close to my heart, the winner of the Community Project of the Year Award is St Albans Posters. I'm really very pleased to meet two of the postbox ladies. I'm a Christmas crazy person and I love seeing them. How many years have they been going? This is the fourth year. Wow. So for the first three years they were run by uh, the creators of it all, so Claire Sutty and Candy Stewart. And they said... Um, kind of in the middle of last year that they really needed a year off. Covid had been hard, it was, there was a lot going on and um, Roselle and I had a chat with another member of our team and I said, oh, post boxes might not happen this year oh, no. and Roselle went, I think you'll find it will. Oh. <laughs> and it did. And it did and so it got bigger and bigger and that's entirely my fault. So we're talking about the Christmas of 2020 here? So this you, is the Christmas 2021. Okay. Is, is the year that we did, and we took it from 52, 54 post boxes to 82. Well, after the, uh, what we've all been through, and every, you know, we're all very passionate about our community, to have that back, it was like things had really gone back to normal. So what does this award mean, mean to you? I think the thing that we're most proud of is that actually it's not to us. There are a huge, huge team behind us of well over 50. If not from, more like 100. Yes, I think it probably is. From children right through to our oldest makers, way into their 80s. So it's been a real community project all the way through. Isn't it a wonderful testament to our community that, OK, that time of year, people may have a couple of drinks, but they always stay left alone, undamaged... I'm seeing a shaking head. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in general, do people respect and love this, right? 
in general, yes, yes <laughs> absolutely. However, we all know that alcohol and Christmas are often two things that go together. And sometimes alcohol doesn't cause us to make the best decisions, I think is one way of putting it. And so we have had a few go missing. You might have seen the one that ended up on the top of the traffic lights in St Peter's <laughs> Street. One ended up on a train on its way to Harpenden. Oh, yes, never to be seen again. And there were, there were a few bits. However, the people of St Albans are so supportive. And we were very, very determined that it wasn't going to get us down. Yeah. And I mean, we even got the bear singing Chumba Wumba, they get knocked down, we put them up again. <laughs> Um, which was, you missed a treat on that one. Um, but we were very determined that we were going to make people smile. And it was a year of our custodianship of the project. It's going back to Claren Candy again for 2022. However, you want a bit of an exclusive, there's a new project coming. I do, I was just about to say, what yes, can we expect this there's year? There's a new project coming. So the post boxes will be back, never fear, but we, we have a plan. And, there's um, a team and a plan. There's a team and a plan, and we've got a little prop that's sitting by our table over in the corner. Well, our social media team will take a look at that. I don't want to spoil anything, because I'm one of these people from September, it's Christmas, so I shall look forward to seeing that. And congratulations, ladies, and enjoy Thank the rest of the evening. Much. Thank you so much. Right, OK, so we're moving things on to the Community Champion of the Year. This is a special individual who's given up their spare time and gone out of their way to help others in our community. Could the finalists please come forward? We've got Helena Ellis, Richard Harvey, and Salapi Golbekian. Now, Helena has been has been supported, sorry, has been supporting various community organisations and initiatives for a number of years. From driving people to hospital appointments, working with the Citizens Advice Bureau, and most recently helping with the vaccination efforts. She is modest and private about these contributions she makes, but she's always there and never hesitates to step forward to fill in the gaps when others are not available or motivated to do so. Richard serves his community in a couple of different ways. He is part of the Sea Cadets, helping to keep youngsters off the street whilst teaching them life skills that they can take into adulthood. He's also a member of the, is it chaotic, Richard? Okay, chaotic Angels Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club. This group assists the homeless by providing warm clothes and donations of food and provides support to survivors of domestic abuse. Salpi is the coordinator of several learning disability groups, the Daylight Club, the Passport to Leisure. During the pandemic, she was furloughed, but she couldn't bear to leave her groups isolated and lonely. So she acted as a volunteer to take members on organized walks in small groups and individually. She worked tirelessly and selflessly to help people stay connected when she could have sat at home. She got everyone out and every day encouraged them to get fit, developing new skills, to go to places they wouldn't usually and to be motivated. So uh, my daughter's had some impact, uh, had some involvement with this group, but had no influence on the uh, result of the vote. But uh, the uh, winner of the Community Champion of the Year Award is Richard Harvey. Congratulations, Richard <laughs> Harvey. So this award, Community Champion of the Year, 
The group assists the homeless by providing warm clothes and donations of food. What's coming up for you? How is this award going to further your charitable To be honest, we, all the people that are here tonight are worthy winners in, in all different senses. And we don't do it for the award. And that's absolutely key. And, I, it's, and that's why I'm a bit overwhelmed by it. Um, if it helps get the recognition out there, we do a lot of work in around Stevenage, primarily at the moment. And I would love to be able to bring more of that help into the St Albans area. We did previously help um, some of the homeless shelters in St Albans, uh, but that we were asked to stop that to help the residents uh, develop some more independence. Uh, but we do still help residents throughout St Albans when, when they ask us to. And if this helps make more people aware that there is help there, then absolutely it's, it's definitely a good thing. Because I, I guess um, during the pandemic, we didn't see so many of the homeless around and people would be wrong to think the problem's gone away. Well, you, you say that we didn't see people around, but the way that we actually got started, and the way I certainly got started, was we did some volunteering in Harringay in London, and we were moving food from uh, the Alexandra Palace Exhibition Centre to some community hubs. And as we were doing that on the motorbikes, we were seeing people that were homeless on the streets who were struggling because they didn't have the passers-by to help them out, or people that were just generally struggling and didn't know where to turn. The shelters they were part of were actually turfing them out during the day, and they were only, had, <coughs> only in the places overnight. So they were kind of the forgotten community, and it was quite sad to see. So that's really how we started. And then beyond that, as our social media presence became bigger, then people started reaching out for not just the homeless, but we, we help uh, survivors of domestic abuse in Stevenage at the moment. We are actually on the referral list with Citizens Advice Bureau. I'm quite, I'm quite keen to be able to do something similar in St Albans. Um, we also uh, just help people that reach out to us. It's the, the stories we get are heartbreaking, that uh, we, can aff- we can't afford to feed the family. We've got kids, we don't care about ourselves, but we're trying to feed the kids and we can offer help. We're not a replacement shopping service, but we have donations and supplies that we can actually put a food parcel together, which can tide people over for a week, and that is enough time to get benefits sorted, time to get other things sorted. So, How can the community help? What more can be done? Oh, just, I mean, it's, it's a common statement, but people just ask themselves, what more can I do? And that's how all, all of our club got started, that you're thinking, well, we're all community-focused, but you can always do that little bit extra. In terms of what we do with the club, we're now a registered charity. We've got a charity status uh, just in the last month. Um, so that opens up other doors to us that are part of that as well. So it's just be aware, look for opportunities where you can help. And certainly if there's, some, if there's things locally within St Albans area that people need help, just go to our Facebook page and we will try and help as well as we can. We are all volunteers, we can't always spare time, we work full-time jobs, I do secrets as well, um, but any time that we can spend we will, we will help where we can. Well thank you Richard, it was nice talking to you, a man with a very big heart, congratulations. Thank you very much. Right, we're moving on now to a special award for 2022. This is the Frontline Worker Award. 
Now, this award will be given to someone who worked throughout the pandemic delivering essential services to our community. Could you please come forward? Anna Lippa, Korka Kars, and Raj Kula Raja. Now, we'll start things off with Anna. And Anna is the head teacher of Bowman's Green School. <laughs> She's been nominated in this category for supporting all children throughout the pandemic and supporting worried parents. And says the nominee, says the nominator for remaining open to those who took the absolute biscuit, claiming they couldn't cope at home. Not once did she moan, and she led her team fantastically. Now, we've met the team from Corker Cars already. This community-focused company kept on going throughout the pandemic, and they drove many elderly and vulnerable people to get their vaccinations, who otherwise would not have been able to protect themselves, and they did this free of charge. Now, Raj over here runs the Twinsco shop in Park Street, and he's done so for many years. Now, during the past few years, he's worked extraordinarily hard helping local people. He and his two teenagers, who are here with him this evening, have delivered food to those unable to leave their house. He actively sought out elderly people, delivered food, checked on their well-being. He became the donation point for Park Street Food Bank and liaised with the food bank organiser to ensure the donations were what was needed. So, um, Corker Cars, you've had one already, okay? <laughs> and this was a, a fantastic service that was being offered. So the winner of the Frontline Worker Award is Raj Kularaja. <laughs> Hello Raj, congratulations on winning the special award as a frontline worker. Tell me what it actually is that you, you've done. Um, thank I mean, you. It says here, but tell, tell, tell the radio, tell your um, community. Thank you very much, first of all, interviewing me. At uh, the first place, I wanted to thank the mayor and the other people, judges who selected me as a frontline um, award winner. Um, during the pandemic, and I've seen people were struggling to get um, enough food and all the supermarkets ran out, and then started, people started to coming to the local shops, and uh, they were basically emptying everything. Then eventually we started to running out of the stock, and I had to go extra miles to buy from other wholesalers, because the wholesalers also, they rationed, um, we couldn't able to get enough stock. So I went all the way to Edmonton's, Enfield, and in the meantime, my twins, which is my t children, how to work in the shop. Um, I worked 16 hours a day, and um, then I started doing supplying foods, essential foods, to the, especially to the local communities. And we published on the local media and Park Street people and places. And what they did, um, people started calling their friends and families. So I had a customers from all over the place. Basically, they came from uh, Potter's Bar, um, Harpenden, so I have to hide some of those. The funny thing is to hide some of the stock behind the counter, especially eggs, uh, flour, uh, sanitizers, including toilet tissues. People were fighting for it. Um, so I make sure that people, local people get it first before I do anything. Then I approached um, Park Street Residential Association. I said, um, why don't you 
helped me uh, to have a food bank in my place. And um, so they had already approached other businesses because of the pandemic. They said, uh, no, we can't have it in here. Uh, reason behind it, you know, it may um, completely, the virus, they may bring it inside. So I said, I'm not worried about that. Have a, uh, a stall in here and I'll collect everything. And also people, uh, I appreciate, I wanted to thank all the people in Park Street and surrounding area. They came, they trusted me, and they came, paid by card, and said, take 50 pound, 100 pound. Um, so we raised quite a lot of money as well. I think the Park Street Residential Association, uh, through the food bank, they must have served nearly 16 families, uh, disadvantaged, unadvantaged families to have the essentials. But Raj, one of the things I'm most impressed with, you got two teenagers away from Xbox or the or TV or whatever to help you, so you must be a really good dad. Um, yes, because um, since uh, with my children, they are martial artists, they are on the second hand of martial arts, I also work with them. I do martial arts, I go to my own schools to run. Uh, so they always... I taught them and they were serving customers as well at the time. So from the childhood, they always helped um, people. So and they had was... values. Yes. Well, the party looks like it's in full swing. And you're the last interview, I think, of tonight. But you are one of the two here. Well, they were all heroes in the pandemic. But the little local shops, perhaps people don't get to know quite as much as they should. You deserve this award. Congratulations. Thank you so and much. And have a good evening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Right, well, that's it for the awards nominated by members of the public. We've got one final award, and I'm going to hand you back to the Mayor. Thank you very much, Johnny. And, and can I just take this opportunity to thank um, everybody who's been involved in organising this evening's event. I've, I've been involved in a small part of the uh, lead-up to all of this, and there's a huge amount of work involved. So thank you to all the people from the Council. Thank you to uh, Johnny, thank you for everyone who's, 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 who's getting all these uh, awards in place and, the, nom and, and the, uh, the people who are nominating them as well. So could I ask you all to just um, a round of applause, please, for all those. <laughs> so you might be quite thankful to hear there's one final award to, uh, uh, to give out this evening, the uh, Mayor's Special Commendation Award. And this individual... Uh, has um, contributed by entertaining in, uh, us all through lockdown. Uh, 120 hours of lockdown entertainment, numerous street festivals. So uh, Martin Lopez Diaz, a.k.a. Elvis Shelvis, <laughs> please come forward for your award. Hi Martin, well I've lived here for years and I've known you for years and enjoyed every performance you've done. That's very kind. It's no surprise to learn that you've been commended for an award for not only the amount of joy you've given to St Albans, but what you've done during the pandemic and lockdown. What inspired you to keep getting out there, keep on keeping on? Well, I'll be honest with you, I mean everyone's saying how uh, it kept them from being basically bored to death. It kept them sane uh, and it kept them going through lockdown. But I'll be absolutely honest with you, it kept me going as well. Uh, I actually learned 120 new songs uh, throughout the period of those, of those shows because I had to try and keep the shows fresh. So I kept learning new songs. And if I hadn't have done that, 
I would have forgotten half the songs that I do anyway, or probably most of the songs that I do. Um, my act would have gone stale, and I have to almost start from scratch again once lockdown came off. But it kept me going, and it kept me sane, and it kept me busy. And it was I, so I didn't just do it for them; I did it for me as well. I can't imagine your act ever going stale because, to me, you're as much a part of St Albans as oh. the cathedral and the clock tower, but not as old. Oh. So. I'm going to keep this short because everybody knows you. But well done on this talk. You really deserve it. And long may you continue being Elvis and Frank and all the other people you know and love. Good luck, Martin. That's very and kind. And good night. Thank you very much indeed. Good night. So I hope you won't all be a little shook up if he gives us, um, he gives us a rendition of uh, what he's had to offer us uh, during, his, uh, during his reign. So thank you very much, everybody, and uh, everyone else is gone, so I might as well step down too. You've been listening to the Mayor's Pride Awards 2022, recorded on Tuesday the 29th of March 2022 at St Michael's Manor Hotel in St Albans. The awards celebrate the role played by volunteers and community leaders in St Albans, as recognised by the right worshipful the Mayor of the City and District of St Albans, Councillor Edgar Hill. The Master of Ceremonies was Johnny Seabrook. Recording and technical support by Dave Neal. The interviewer Jackie Sampson, with broadcast assistants Sarah Glover, Anna Lofts and Daniel Berry. The producer and editor was Clive Glover for Radio Verulam.